0: This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming blog. With me today are two special guests. We have Justin Fox. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, that's creepy. <laughs> and we also have a new special, special guest. His name is Jonathan R. Clausen. How you doing?
1: I'm curious about something. How can you be proprietor of a blog?
0: It just started that way. I'm not sure where it came from, but I've been doing it since first couple episodes. Because so. <laughs> I think, you know, when you say proprietor of, you think of like
1: an inn. Yeah. So all of a sudden now I picture you as as a fat balding innkeeper <laughs> from like a Robert Jordan novel with a clean white apron, and you are the proprietor of the inn. I feel like you should be serving me ale and peanuts and some mutton.
0: Yeah, well, theology gaming That'll is work. a university too. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, well then, the Al
1: should definitely be part of the course. Yes, yeah. I, I, and to answer your original question, I am doing wonderful for a Thursday night. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. So, I'm glad to hear that.
0: I've been playing Actually, lots of dark back, Souls. Ever, Zach,
2: You're doing well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm doing good.
2: I'm doing well, good. That, <laughs> that's something we say in here in Kentucky. Dog on it. And I reckon. I reckon not
0: ours. Know, um, I know your R's are long. Arras. R's. R's. Ar, no, R. R. yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Say. Do you say pop or soda? Me? I say pop. You say pop? Good man. Good man. Soda. <laughs> What's a soda? Is that a, is you're that a from band? The
0: Northeast. Howard, how, why do you say soda? I call it Coke, but, you know. Like oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I, I'm derailing this already. Go ahead, Zach. Tell, tell right. us what you're <laughs> doing today. Uh, I don't remember what we're going to talk about. There's like a lot of subjects that people wanted to talk about, but nobody was really specific on what exactly we were going to talk about. I thought we were going to talk about Satan. Well, we could talk about Satan if you want. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm sorry, I just walked into this thing. I was, I was. Uh, Let me tell you, my, my, it's hard to my, dance.
2: I that happened, so yeah. <laughs> Let
0: me tell you, it's hard to dance with the devil on your back. So shake him off.
2: I never. We a song, More Black Point. Church, called that. <laughs> Really? It goes shake, 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 shake the devil off, uh, uh, shake, 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 uh, uh, shake the devil off, remix. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to remix it because I'll murder the game. <laughs> I'm I'm
1: sitting here just dumbfounded. That was, that was awesome.
0: <laughs> you need to write our theme song. Is Ian there? Is he going to write our theme song or what? <laughs> Ian is here. <laughs> okay, he's he's a rapper. He's supposed to write our theme song, but it hasn't happened yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing.
0: All right, before we get more off track, I to keep yes. <laughs> this under control. Let's talk about that polygon article. Okay. You're referring you're referring
1: to the Satan polygon article. The
0: Satan polygon article. Okay, so the setup for this is The Call of Abraham Kickstarter was for a game by quote-unquote Christian developers who wanted to, you know, kind of recreate the story of Abraham in an RPG. And the game looks kind of bad by most people's standards. Well, so, it is being made with a Unity engine. Yeah, so in terms of 3D, it's not going to look like Mass Effect or something. You know, they don't have a, like a multi-million dollar budget. Okay, but mm-hmm. the thing about it is that Polygon basically writes... This giant interview with an article with a headline is like, Game developers think they're being attacked by Satan.
1: Yeah, I, I have it right here in front of me. And it here, here is the air I will give it with some gravitas. Abraham game makers believe they are in a fight with Satan.
0: I mean, could there be anything more incendiary on a website?
1: No, especially when I like how you did that. Incendiary, Satan, Hellfire, Brimstone. Well <laughs> done, sir. Keep going. <laughs>
0: I just don't understand Concert. why polygon must do this. But I, I realize most game journalists live in like San Francisco, California.
1: Yeah, agree yeah, and you're absolutely right. A great majority of them definitely hail from the from the left side of the aisle, so to speak. The blue states have a very very liberal yeah. so, tolerant yet intolerant mindset.
0: So when it comes to conservative <laughs> Christians, they're definitely not gonna go, Hey, you guys are awesome. You're the best. You know. There's gonna be a <laughs> those people <laughs> <laughs> there'll Whoa, be like beep. a there'll be like a slight undercurrent of uh disdain especially if you read the comments section which i don't recommend anyone read
2: yeah i don't even want to fool with
1: yeah. that what, you, like, what did you say i'm reading the comments section i'm sorry hang on here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay but what are you what are your guys thoughts on this um, well,
1: okay. I mean just, just, just for, a quick, for a quick one-off. Like one of the things that uh, the developer says, Richard Gaeta, the co-founder of Phoenix Interactive, uh, what, what he says specifically uh, in here, and I'll read one of his quotes here, is if Satan is rallying some of his resources to forestall, delay, or kill this project, I think this must be perceived threat to his kingdom. Adds Ken French, a religious mentor to the project. I fully would expect something like this to have spiritual warfare. Look at the gospel accounts of demons and so forth. That's reality. Many Americans don't believe it anymore. That doesn't change reality. And, and the interviewer goes on to say, uh, in, in his 25 years of interviewing game developers, he's heard a lot of different complaints about why a game may uh, may, may be stalled, get be uh, canceled, or whatnot. It's the first time he's ever heard the devil cited as an obstacle. And I think a lot of people came across as like, oh, great. This is that crazy John the Baptist-style person <laughs> who's or, – or Hellfire and Brimstone Baptist preacher who's like, the Lord is going to bless this project. I am not trying to offend Baptists, by the way. And so, <laughs> Hellfire and Brimstone
0: for all this. And I, yeah, that's just how it came out. They knew that down here. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's always strange to me. It's like, well, immediately that someone believes that they're crazy, and you know, it's like more than fifty percent of the population believe in something akin to that. So either they're crazy, or you're got some kind of worldview that makes you think that they're crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, what, I mean, let's take a look at it real quick. From let's let's
1: take them at face value for a second. I mean, could it honestly be? actually Satan stopping them? Could there be demonic forces at work?
0: Yes, would be my initial answer. And to qualify that, I would say, it's very difficult to tell whether or not something is spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Especially because, one, you only have a couple instances of it happening directly in the Bible, and then, two, to have the empirical evidence to actually tell whether or not that was happening is really suspect at best, because you're really dealing with kind of like it could be perceived in either way it could just be that your game is bad <laughs> or it could be that your ministry is being attacked by the forces of darkness but there's no real way to tell <laughs> to, to play devil's advocate yes that is a pun
1: uh on, on this um <laughs>
0: <Hooray>! <laughs> <laughs> sounds like
1: fun i know oh! I Oh man, yes. So, so the Black <laughs> devil's out of Let's just let's just assume that Satan is attacking him here for a second. Yeah, just for fun. what? Just for fun. What <laughs> would be you
2: judge for an example?
1: What what is it? This game could be doing? Do you think that would what, that would make the Prince of the Power of the Air want to to attack this game?
0: It maybe is really good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I used to work for marketing at, at a big publisher, and I, I can say this with full confidence in my opinion, their presentation and their marketing so far has not been up to their, their statement of quality. Uh, that, that's a politically nice way of saying it sucks. Uh, like (laughs) they like, if you go onto their Kickstarter video and I, and I mentioned this before we started recording, you know, my background is, is radio TV and film production. And one of the, and you know, you just learn basic shot concepts. Like when you, Shoot a video – and this is me nitpicking. When you shoot a video, you don't put your head in the bottom of the video and leave (laughs) your beige ceiling at the top.
0: I saw that.
1: I know. And and then you sit on that shot for like 10 minutes and then you have this computer – you have these dual monitors behind you. At least put up the logo for your your product. Put some gameplay video looping in the background. Show show us
0: something. I don't want to look at this person – Talking head, I get that on CNN all the time. Just anything. I mean, just show us footage of the game if it's that's Mm -hmm. what you want to show. If you don't have the setup, don't show us something that looks bad. No,
2: I mean, I mean, like it's 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 one of those type of things where you know um, it it frustrates me on a personal level because it's like that makes my job that much more harder (laughs) because like I'm trying to. Not do that, and then it's kind of like, oh, here's a fresh reminder of how <laughs> of how much we are not going to give this uh this new thing a, a, a chance if it comes out or whatever you know. So it, it frustrates me on that level. It's, it frustrates me spiritually that these products can be made saying that okay, i will make this for God, mm-hmm. and there's this implicitness that if I'm gonna make it for God, saying that you revere him so much that of course you're gonna make it excellent. If you're a musician and Prince. I like Prince a whole lot because Prince is awesome. Same you will about. Him. he's kind of weird, but still, he's awesome. He so makes a Prince, color is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if Prince was ask, asking you to go on tour with him as a guitarist, you would make sure that you were on your super A plus game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like there seems to be this attitude of you know, well, Prince asked me to um, go on tour with them. I'm going to learn to, to, to play guitar in like five months. And now I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I was on tour with Prince or whatever, you know, it's like, no, nah, man, this has got to be like who, part of who you are. So, um, when I hear, when I see the quality that it was being presented as, and then going to blame it on Satan <laughs> or, 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 or put that in, put that into the mix mm-hmm. as any form of alternative other than, you know, we did not present our very, very best to God because yeah. I think anyone can see that from the video to the game itself that was not presenting the very best because if they had just looked at other titles or what was going on in the market or whatever, there would not have been a logical conclusion saying that this was the very best we could do for God
1: you're absolutely right, justin and it, it just you know, it sounds to me like it's just a bigger vision than they can tackle you know in, in order to do something. Of this magnitude, on on any given on this on this level of quality that they're trying to say that they're going to do, it's going to take a major video game studio or at least serious dollar package. I mean, you look at these AAA games that come out that try to do something on this scale. You know, forget graphical fidelity, but just the scale of the world we're talking assets, engine, uh, the the size of the geometry, things like that. You have millions of dollars back behind this. These guys Mm -hmm. raised nineteen thousand off a Kickstarter, and they were looking for a hundred thousand. So yeah, they're not going to be able to pull off what they wanted to, but it's just and but and even beside that, it still comes off as preachy. The whole interview just betrayed them. They they don't they say they don't want to evangelize, but it's obvious that whether they want to or not, that's what this project is going to do.
0: Right, thing, right. Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking of is that first of all, if you're picking a Christian video game and you're marketing it specifically as a Christian video game, so let's say you know you're talking about the story of Abraham, that's pretty mm-hmm. obvious from the Kickstarter and everything. Then, first of all, you need to appeal not to video gamers in general, right. but to a Christian audience. And that Christian audience needs to think that this is a worthy enough project to fund. Now, from my experience, Christians are not necessarily that involved in the video game internet realm. <laughs> right. So, if you want to get $100,000, you need to campaign elsewhere and probably not on Kickstarter. Yeah. And and the thing
1: is, is why you just, you know, don't be ashamed of the story. Just tell it. Don't, don't feel like you have to make it this big evangelistic thing. Just take the story of Abraham and enjoy it. If it was me personally, you know what I would do with that money? If I had only $19,000 to make a game. And I've said this on game church city before uh, anyone who's read my post will see this. I want someone to make a game out of, and I'm going to mispronounce this. So Zach, you gotta, you gotta help me out here. Is Yale or jail, the gal, um, from judges,
0: yeah, I know exactly. Judges, all she does, yeah, thank you. yeah, exactly. Four or five.
1: All she does is she takes his ten peg and <laughs> drives it into King Jabin's head. I want an, I want someone to make an iOS game or Android for those of you who are Android people. Um, just, just, I want this game where you. She's on there, and you just tap it, and you tap it to drive the ten peg into his head. Yeah, it's <laughs> brutal. It's violent, but you know what? It's one hundred percent and totally biblical accurate. That's all I'm going to say. Right.
2: And so that's and that's and that's what the other thing too is that is that I don't understand I don't understand the the it seems as though there is supposed to be this orthodox stance in terms of how to interpret a biblically based game where there's no violence. I'm like, bruh, have you read this thing? This thing is rated X. Oh yeah. (laughs) For real. Like this thing is this thing is but but the reason why it is rated X is because the God of what they're presenting is not necessary if you're only dealing with nonviolent, you know, just kind of casually sinful whatever people. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like he becomes like it's, it's like Superman stopping bank robbers. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need Superman to stop a bank robber. No, you, you need not. Superman to stop like dark side. So there's no dark side within the story or the narrative of what you're presenting for God then God loses a lot of his actual necessity. It's like, no, this is like, this is, thank God, is really bad right now. Like, really, 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 really bad right now. Yeah, so you're absolutely you got, right. So, but that's that's the, that's the principal purpose of, of of why the Bible is written the way it is. It's this raw humanity in its rawest form, in its most honest form. Because, and that's what separates from other, other Literature, you know, of of, of of things like the Iliad or whatever, you know, it doesn't read that way. It just reads like these flawed heroes and these flawed people, um to where that kind of story would never fly in some of these other cultures because your hero is doing is like getting stripped by his kid, and when he when he's passed out drunk, you know what I'm saying? It's like wait a minute, didn't he just save the world, or didn't he? Just, wasn't he the last vestige of man? Now he's out, passed out, drunk. Yeah, now he like his, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like. And then, you know, you have, like, daughter rape. And I was like, what is going on with these people? So, you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, You're absolutely
0: you right. Can't, it's, they, yeah. they, say
1: they, want, they say they want to make this uh, both accurate and friendly enough for, for the family. You can't do that.
0: Why would you be doing that anyway? <laughs> it's... <laughs> if you, If you're going to make qualifications with... Biblical scripture, and then make a video game out of it. You've missed the point. Exactly. Well said, sir. All right. So this call of Abraham. That I think that's pretty much our consensus on it.
1: <laughs> yes, I, I agree. Consensus has been reached. The guests, reach. the Geth have have come to their
0: consensus.
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Even further than that. Why would you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not
0: Justin has 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 the fire. I'm sorry. It's it's totally. Why would you even mention,
2: why would you mention, like, why would you
0: mention spiritual oppression? In an like, interview with a video game journalist, yeah. This, right? I, you know, that's a latte breath, you know what I'm saying? You know,
2: like, oh, they're so unsophisticated, you know what I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: You know, I he's, his, command, his command of the English language is failing. That his passion is
0: overflowing right now. Yes, it's just—it's coming out <laughs> of every orifice passion? except the one that matters.
2: <laughs> why, why would you do that? That just—it confuses me on so many levels. Why you even mention that? Because there's—I mean, there's some things you can't mention even to people who've been going to church their entire lives, like. Like if I went to uh, before a church that was talking about grace all day long and everything, and then I went to a pulpit and said that, well, you know what? Uh, it actually pleased God. Uh, God was the one that actually uh, killed Jesus, and it actually pleased Him to crush Him. And you read that Isaiah, and it's like whoa, 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 like. So to take any of this stuff and then put it into an interview with a game magazine—that is what he said. <laughs> This
0: it, okay. Justin, I'm done.
1: Yeah, okay. He,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, before you go crazy or tear your hair oh, out sh- or something I'm or else, I have a stroke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, we'll move on to topic two, which was about what kind of video games are appropriate for Christians to play intake
1: Ooh, the age-old debate yes.
0: I you brought this up on game church city and you didn't bring it up on theology gaming university so shame on you
1: i know i know. <laughs> i'm sorry
0: but since you're the one that originally asked the question please proceed
1: well it, it stems from a conversation uh i had with richard clark uh well not a conversation a more of an email back and forth um I love Richard to death. Great guy. We both, but we both butt heads a lot
0: on, on yeah, our views. That happens to me too.
1: But you know what? We, but you know what? Every single time, we always we always Facebook message each other, and we're always like, "It's cool. We love you. If you we ever meet each other, we'll buy each other drinks. All that." So, but that's all good. You know, Ephesians says we submit to each other out of love for Christ. So whatever. Anyway, the, the point of the the point of the question was is we, they were discussing Far Cry Three, and I remember I was playing Far Cry Three for review, and. It, there, there are very few games that I have played that have just made me feel like there's a layer of grime on my hands when I'm done with it. Ew. And I, I know it was like Do you that's, mean like
0: sweat. Well, sweat,
1: uh, you know, you know, a little bit of fecal matter because of the content of the game, and you know, just yeah, you, know, you, you,
0: you didn't wipe correctly. And-
1: exactly, yeah. or,
0: <laughs> problematic.
1: It can be problematic.
0: I think I used my hand. I don't understand. what it's- <laughs> It dropped
1: out, and then But, I mean, you have this game that 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 goes it, and you know, it it is it is a send off in some ways to just show the absolute depravity and the, the over-the-topness of violence in games. To me, it's like, do we have to play a game like that to have to discuss it intelligently? Do we have to consume GTA 5? Do we have to watch Trevor and take part in him uh, using a uh, a, sl- a huge pipe wrench to break some dude's kneecap in order to comment intelligently on it? Huh. Do we need to play Shadows of the Dan while we run across a 100-foot uh, 100-foot-long topless girl to be able to comment on the inappropriateness of, of sexuality in games? Do we have to? And, and a lot of the times I think what some Christians do, and I'm not putting this on any one person because I, I'll say this to myself. I've, I'm guilty of this, is that sometimes we'll play these games and sometimes we'll internally justify it by saying, oh, yes, we are going to, we are going to sit and discuss this like Christians and discuss the merits and the, and the, the tractors of playing such a game do we really have to play it all the way through? Or do we even have to touch it to know that it's going to be crap? That was the question.
0: It's a complicated question, obviously. Is it? In my opinion, yes. I think it depends on who you are as a person and what you struggle with personally. Okay. So let's say, for example, you have issues with sexuality. Mm -hmm. And let's say sexual sins in general. Lust, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Looking upon a woman or looking upon a man depends on what gender you are. But obviously, a lot of video gamers are men. So (laughs) let's go there. So I play Bayonetta. I don't have any problem with it. Mm -hmm. I think Bayonetta is a fantastic game. I love all the mechanics in it. I think they work well together. A lot of people have an issue with it because she is a witch who has clothing made out of her own hair. And she, well, for lack of a better term, strip fights. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, from my perspective, I am not thinking about this at all when I'm playing Bayonetta. I play the game purely because of the systems, and I think it's hilarious that this is even happening because it's weird, bizarre, and Japanese. But if you are playing the game as it's meant to be played, all of this becomes ephemeral. Because really, all you're thinking about is the optimal way to win and not dying. Because bayonet is a pretty hard game and as you go up further in difficulty levels it gets harder and harder and harder until the point where an enemy could possibly kill you in one hit. Yeah. So so a lot of your time is not really spent with the aesthetics. The aesthetics get you into the game. So let's say like Mortal Kombat, for example. Mortal Kombat is designed to shock you. The point of it is so that when, you know, your opponent beats you and then after that he rips off your arm and then beats you to death with it. It's supposed to be shocking, right? Right. When you play Mortal Kombat initially, it's about like the shock value. People play it right. like they go, "Oh, this is like unbelievable! I'm ripping this guy's head off or something," right? And people think that, you know that's fun, but really the the fun part of it is that you dominated your opponent and now you're making a show of him, right? I mean, the point of it is not necessarily that you're ripping a your guy's arm off. That's just kind of weird. If you really like that stuff. What is the part of it is that you're getting into the fighting game, you like playing Mortal Kombat because it's a challenge, and you like to beat other people at fighting games. And, and, you know, that's all well and good. So, in my opinion, I I think you can separate the aesthetics from the game itself in a lot of ways. And I don't think it's wrong necessarily to play a game that has objectionable content in it, but it may not be wise for you personally to play it
1: yeah and you know i 'll add to that point you know one thing a lot of it de- a lot of it deals with um with what you bring into it, for example, like I have a nine year old son I have no problem with him playing certain first person shooters like the metroid prime trilogy yeah. that 's fine because I know my son he 's not a violent kid i I know what his strengths are, and I know what his weaknesses are uh, There is another young man that I know that he he 's the same age. And when he plays a similar game, he has such a reaction to the violence. To, to, he gets so into it that he, he'll literally shake and convulse when, it, when his mom takes the, the controller away. And a lot of it has to do, I, I think, with just what's spiritually inside you, what your strengths and what your weaknesses are, both spiritually and physically. And what you bring to the table. So like, like you said, and rightfully so, if, if you if you struggle with something on, on the sexual side, you should probably stay away from a game like Killer is Dead.
0: Yeah, definitely. De-
1: definitely stay away from that game. And if you are someone who struggles a lot with violence, you want to stay away from something like Mad World or, or Manhunt.
0: Yeah, or Manhunt s- more likely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like um, a snuff film.
1: And in, if you have a thing against language, stay away from any game made by Rockstar, except Ping Pong. <laughs>
0: Rockstar uh table tennis is awesome. So. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yes, <laughs> Rockstar table tennis. Table tennis. <laughs> Close enough.
1: <laughs> it's so painful. But you know, you have to think about what Paul said and, you know, th- you know, think on these things that are, you know, and man, I wish I could put a Bible gateway quick, but yeah, you know, you just think about things that are good, holy things like that. So, you have to ask yourself when you consume something like this, are you feeling yourself for that for a reason to help either disciple someone? Are you actively discipling someone with this? Are you trying to gain a better understanding? Or are you just doing it to internally justify, yeah, I want to play the cool game?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think um, because my buddy and I had this conversation sometimes. Uh, if Ian and I had this conversation sometimes. It's like, if Lee, you can listen to a whole bunch of stuff on like um, on hip-hop albums, for example. Right. And, I mean, he doesn't listen to like the most crass and the most bass of some of these guys are out there because he's smarter than all that. Well, I'm not saying that somebody just listened to this, not intelligent, but at the same time, let's face it. If you're talking about booty, 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 booty rocking everywhere, which is an actual song. Uh, I kid you not. You're talking about that. You're not really trying to think about anything. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, there's no there's no critical thinking in that song. Yeah, there's so, no thought um, process going on. Well, you right, can think right. about the booty rocking everywhere. I mean, that's an interesting.
2: <laughs> well, that point. Well, depending on where you're at, you actually see it then too. So, um,
0: <laughs> is, we so, can we can do research. Data. We need data. Right, right. We research the clubs. So, um so, but he listened to some of these guys
2: and you know, they're cussing, having final language, et cetera, et cetera, you know, but he doesn't hear that stuff. He's more looking at the concept of the album or the lyrical prowess of what the MC is actually doing. Now, me, on the other hand, I'm not able to listen to it anymore because what happens to me is that that stuff gets in my meditation. So when it gets into my meditation and I get upset, I start cussing. Huh. And, you know, me being, being upset because i work with computers, that can happen an awful lot. So I'll start cursing because it's in my meditation um, and I know that in my meditation, I'm cursing and everything to God. I might as well be doing the same thing because he's like, look, I'm, I, I know what you're thinking too stupid. OK, I'm not I'm that, I'm that limited. <laughs> I'm not limited by these things, you know, so I know what you're thinking also. So um, for me to be, you know, I guess pure in that sense of um, not wanting to have the kind of stuff in my head, I don't listen to it. Because I hear it, you know, he, on the other hand, doesn't hear it like that. So I think there is merit to that. I also think about this, too, is that um, the law, uh, you were given the law to know what to know what sin is. I think about that as a principle with um, the with the violent or morality of the of the games for Christians to play and everything. It's kind of like I kind of question that. Oh my gosh, Ian right now is dancing in me, looking really, weird, really strange right now, I'm sorry. Interruption. <laughs> no, I'm uh, quite all right, well, back up. But but anyway, you're, you're like, t- uh, so you're talking about, you're talking like like
1: religion, like the, the moralism, like saying, well, this this game has so many F-bombs in it, therefore it is yeah. not proper to play. Plugged any- in this- in well, general. Yeah, well said, well said. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, I think that there... Uh, I don't know. If there's so much an implicit reaction. There's an implicit reaction to it. I think if you're truly saved versus you know um, uh, going to church, for example, you know what I mean? It's like it's like when I was just going to church, I didn't think anything of any of this stuff, you know. But because so so there wasn't a, a too much of a reaction to where you know I get like because like I'll, I'll compare it to this when I when I was um, playing Metal Gear Solid Two. Um, I was shooting everyone in the head. Like, I, I was sick him them up, and I was shooting them all in the head.
1: Justin, I, I, I head. have to tell you this you were playing yep. it wrong. <laughs> I'm
2: done. I'm done. Actually, actually, oh, don't come back. I'm just going to shoot them in the head and just bounce. So, so anyway, I'm going to shoot everyone in the head because I'm a sociopath, right? So, I'll just kill everyone again because, you know, it, it, it was fun to me. And uh, so, um, so then, though, I noticed that when I got saved, this interesting thing happened. I tranquilize everyone now. It's this kind of weird reaction that I had to, uh, to, the, to the violence then. Now, Justin, so think,
1: you are now playing it correctly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it makes the game so much harder because, you know, like if I'm, fight, if I'm, like, if I'm like playing Peace Walker, for example, yeah. you know, I'm fighting like a tank. I got my tranquilizer out. That kind of makes things a little bit more complicated. So, 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 take tranquilizer. Oh, this will work just, just wonderfully. Um, so, um, it, there seems to be a different reaction to, I guess, what you would say, violence or sin or whatever, you know, depending on almost where you are spiritually. And therefore, I don't think that there's a necessity to see the violence and everything because maybe you've already experienced it or maybe you have this reaction based on the Holy Spirit that you're like, okay, I need to stay away from this thing, whatever it may be. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense.
0: It does.
1: It, yeah. it makes a lot of sense.
0: You know, usually I just kill everybody anyway in stealth games mostly because I hate it when they wake back up. So I, yeah. I double tap just to make sure they don't get back up. That just Just try sucking less. <laughs> That's not well. See, this is optimal strategizing, right? If the game doesn't punish me for killing people like that, then I am going to do it. I don't care. <laughs>
1: when, when I when I used to work in in that publisher I mentioned earlier, whenever I said, "Hey guys, I don't think that," because you know we'd be playing builds of the game before they were before it was out in public, and I'd be like, "Guys, is this a bug?" is this a book? Should, should this be clipping through this guy like this? Should his hand be up this other guy's bum? Is, is, that, is that how it's supposed to look? And they're like, no, just you suck. Try sucking less.
0: <laughs> that was
1: just always the default answer.
0: Oh, I'll knock people out as long as I know that the game won't have them revive suddenly and then come back and right. get me. Right. But if, if that happens, and that usually does, then mm-hmm. it's like, just better off to kill them. See? Because I don't really, the aesthetics don't matter to me. It's mostly about the optimal strategy to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Unless you do it in okay. Metal Gear Solid 3, because then any, every single person you kill comes back to haunt you. Literally.
2: Well, okay. Yes. Well, that's which, different, is, which is fantastic, by the way. And it terrified me. I shot, a, I shot a vulture one time, and I was like, and I went to that scene that we won't spoil and everything. But I went to that scene, and I see the wings coming down the tube, and I was like, oh my God, what is that? I was like, oh yeah, that's a vulture I killed for no reason. <laughs> I don't know
0: why I did that. It was like, like BAM. I just, yeah, I
2: just, Zach. I, I look forward I look
1: forward to, to hearing your thoughts on MGS three when you get there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: But well, uh, Zach, I don't see you actually playing that stuff because I don't see I see you as like a, a, a pure run and gun kind of guy. I don't see you like like <laughs> sticking around this guy. I see you murdering everything that you possibly can. I see you like <laughs> Going game with guns blazing. No, you I know, don't. You have a rocket launcher. You're gonna use that. Gonna Claymore mines. I see you just going,
0: like ham. No, I like to. I like in stealth games. I'm stealthy, but when it comes to action games, that's I go all out. Like I've been playing Dark Souls lately, and that requires stealth too. It's very strange.
2: Oh, that is strange with you. I see you playing like Metal Gear. Like you would play Bayonetta. That's how I see no, you play. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to picture Snake ripping off his hair. <laughs> and to, to to use it as a weapon it's yeah. not working mullet attack <laughs> that would be awesome
2: <laughs> mullet whip <laughs> mullet
1: attack
0: <laughs> okay I mean, no, we're definitely <laughs> off topic at this point uh, but
1: yeah what else you got for a Zach?
0: oh um, i got you know i've ever asked this.
1: do you prefer zach or zachary
0: i don't care you don't care
1: okay yeah. all right some people call you zach
0: then. some people call zach some people say zachary like it's one syllable uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna it, call it, you it, white it. devil like i've been calling you oh gosh
1: okay <laughs> what <am> I, white <laughs> devil you is shall, that my you shall name? henceforth be known as zach all right zach what else you got for us
0: uh okay so we talked about the satan and the abraham issue we talked about intent uh what about facebook and the oculus i know that one of us has used the oculus before so facebook yeah, bought it, oculus for two billion dollars and now everybody's a little worried <laughs> Have you, okay, ever okay. Just, have, you, have you just stopped to think John
1: Carmack, probably one of the most brilliant programmers and coders of our generation, is now a Facebook
2: employee?
0: <laughs> That's so weird to me. I know, right? I know, right? Like
2: I, I heard – okay, this is what – two things to me. I heard something about this recently, and um, it, it made some sense um, that now the Oculus development is in the hands of investors and shareholders essentially. Because that's how Facebook makes their money. They'll make it from the customers and make it from investors and shareholders. So it's like, and shareholders, investors really care about creative, blah, 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 blah. They're like, we want money now, which is not bad. Go ahead and make your money. But as far as creative process and refinement and things like that there's going to be, I feel as there's going to be a little bit more pressure, there could possibly be more pressure on the Oculus to get out ahead of the game rather than getting out um, and improving the way they could if it was giving more time from customers versus investors. So that is one concern that I've seen with people that seems to be legit, but at the same time, kind of like, for me, I look at invest a lot of investors as um, older cats on that old money, and I see Facebook as being smaller than that to be pressured so much into something that they're going to go ahead and do silly
1: things well let me so, let me let me comment this because I actually have an inside man at oculus um, because f- for those of you who don 't know i my, my daytime job is is I write video game news for a site called The Inquisitor. And one of the – and obviously that gives me context here and there. And one of the things that I, I can definitely say for certain is you know, Facebook isn't planning to make any changes to their game plan. There's no sudden talk of social features, and we're, I don't think we're going uh, to see Farmville Oculus VR version anytime soon. Huh. Um, yeah. Thank God.
2: Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't see them being dumb with it. That's, why, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't see them being like, so dumb or coerced into, into doing something that's too silly.
1: No, you know. here's here's what my here's what my general feeling is is you know okay, Facebook you think of it you know, okay so Justin you have a smartphone correct whether it be Android or iOS or whatever you, you have a phone that if you wanted to do a quick status update snap a picture check somewhere in you have a phone that can do that right?
2: Yes, I do. I'm talking on it right now. Excellent. See, he's
1: multitasking. <laughs> Good job. So <laughs> so so. But what's the difference between that and Oculus? The difference is instantaneous. You take mm-hmm. two buttons and then you're you're updating. Two clicks or one if you're on an Apple cuz all you have to do is just swipe up and take a picture cuz Apple's better. And
0: Oh, I <laughs> see Apple bias. False. Yes. Go oh, ahead.
1: dude, I yes, I am an I am an Apple fanboy. I make no qualms. I've owned two Android phones. I hate them with a passion. Okay, anyway, going on, going on with my point. They the, <laughs> with with Oculus, you have to sit down. Turn something on, whether it's a PC or whether it's a you know whether it's the Morpheus and PlayStation Four. You have to turn something on. You have to put this helmet on. This is this is something you schedule. This is something that is communally uh, you know arranged. Yeah, this is something that you plan to do. This is something you sit and take time to do. Most of us who use Facebook and during the investors call, they they mentioned that that there's over one billion people around the world that are using Facebook mobile apps, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, whatever. of those people are playing games. 40% of those people are doing social interactions. With Oculus, I don't see how that can be a social experience unto itself, under the current way that it's made. I think what we're going to see, and this is just me predicting, I think we're going to see more AR than VR from them. And what I mean by that is I think we're going to see something more akin to Google Glass developed from them. I think once they get their gaming tech down, and I think once they get everything panned out for games. I think they're going to switch over to something, you know, augmented reality. Cause to me, that sounds more portable, something you can take with you, something that's instantaneous.
2: I've seen that technology before and, um, it was on a Ted talk and essentially this guy's projecting images onto, um, almost any surface and interacting with them. It was super amazing. It was super minority report. It was ridiculous. So, I, yeah, I do see something going along the lines of that. And I heard them saying something about, you know, if you want to go on a vacation or if you want to um, see
0: someone doing a video call, or that'd be another way
2: of doing that or whatever, you know. Or, a dead or,
0: person brought back to life as an AI. Yeah, <laughs> like stuff stuff like
2: that. That's just creepy. So, so like and, and this is the second thing, too, is that with... With the Oculus Rift, like, me actually trying it, um, I hope that you've tried it, um, um, you being uh, in, 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 the, in the field and everything. That's a shame they don't – you should get everyone who reviews things on the Oculus because it's that amazing. You,
1: you, um, you, yeah, you, you assume I'm up on some high-level food chain. But I'm still at the bottom. I'm, <laughs> the,
0: I'm, that, little,
1: I'm that little glass sucker. That just <laughs> uh, in every fish tank that that would be me
2: in the food chain right now. I I, I see. But, uh, so um, bad move, though. Bad, bad marketing for them because it's, it's really, it really is amazing. Like like when I tried it at my um I'm my, my brother's party, um, it, I was not expecting that my brain could not comprehend the difference between that and real life. Yeah, I was gonna that ask you that was
1: so you know you're just going off of sight and sound, so the the other senses that you don't aren't using touch taste obviously doesn't maybe not that big of a deal um, I just completely had a brain fart. What are the other three sight sound are the ones you're using so touch taste smell smell that 's the other one no smell o vision mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so even with just sight and sound, you were completely transported into a different environment
2: yeah, because here's what was happening. When I was there, and that's, that's, that's a weird statement, when, when I was there, even though it was like, in terms of fidelity and everything, it was like Saturn graphics, basically, you know? Uh, so it wasn't anything impressive to look at, but at the same time, my brain was like, you are doing this. So if I did something like turn to the left and then move my controller uh, up, I would get motion sickness. Like your brain is registering it that way. To where you expect to smell something, right. you expect to be able to touch this, or you sometimes have the tendency to where you know you want to reach out and touch it, but you control down, reach out and touch it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's right." I have control in my hand. I need to actually, to actually move. So it's that kind of you know experience. And uh, the one that really kind of shocked me was um, when I, they had this little roller coaster simulator. So I would think it's gonna be this little hokey thing, like oh a roller coaster, kind of like the PlayStation. Um, if you all remember this, the PlayStation had like a little demo of like graphical stuff, it had like a T Rex demo with it, and all that type of stuff. You know, it's kind of this kind of hokey thing where he's like, look at how powerful the PlayStation One is, yay! So I thought it was gonna be like one of those type of things where it's kind of gimmicky or whatever, you know. So I'm going up this hill, and my body is kind of getting anxious as to. You're actually going up this hill, bro, and, and then like, and then it hits that first dive, and I actually felt like the drop. Not to the degree if I was on a real roller coaster, but the pit of my stomach reacted in the same way as if I was on a roller coaster. Oh, that's freaking. and and it, it it was so weird. And like, um, I remember when uh, it would turn left because it was one of those overhead uh roller coasters. It wasn't like on like we sit in the cart is when you're hanging overhead. Um, like maybe Top Gun at um at Paramount or whatever. Um, it was one of those overhead uh, roller coasters. And so when I swung to the right and to the left, my body felt like I was literally swinging to the left and swinging to the right. So I was completely there and experiencing a roller coaster. And all the people who put he put it on were kind of like whoa, you know what I'm saying? And and so when you see that in um on the on. People showing up the Oculus Rift, you're thinking that oh, okay, they're gonna be faking it. No, like they really mean that. Like it's a bad idea to stand up and try to play the thing at the same time. Huh. So, it's- it, it, yeah, it, it's very, very crazy. And that's the low res version of it. That's like the first developer kit for it. So you, uh, yeah, okay. The- I was gonna
1: ask. You were on the first dev kit then.
2: Yeah, that's the first dev kit. So it's not even 1080p. So my concern really. Is that with Facebook and all of its crazy ideas and crazy resources and everything, that this is going to impact people in a very big way. And if you thought like World of Warcraft was bad, you know, the fact that you have that level of immersion with these, well, with with this equipment now, like, I don't know. People are going to die. <laughs> so I guarantee you people will die from this day and that there will have to be some measures taken because. Um it's 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 really is a different world. It really, really is.
0: Huh. Okay, I find the Oculus Rift an interesting contraption. I mean, let's just, from a from a perspective of somebody who really likes video games, I think it's an interesting thing, but I don't think it's going to be a video game thing. And that is why either. Yeah. And Facebook bought it, I think, solely because it's really not gonna be a video game device. I mean, we did VR before in the nineties and everybody thought it was going to be wicked cool, and it didn't really do anything. I mean, video games are still video games. Only first-person shooters and those kind of things, like first-person horror games, I mean, you can really do something cool with it, but it takes a lot of work to make a game that is virtual reality with that kind of thing, with so many different variables, to become a a fair and interesting and fun game, and not just an interesting tech demo.
2: Yeah, like, I couldn't imagine playing, like like Call of Duty or something like that you know I probably would be for real traumatized yeah, like you not, for real. because it's
0: too fast <laughs> you would have like, like it
2: would be real. too real be too fast and be too just freaky and I would absolutely never ever want to play something like Call of Duty with an Oculus Rift yeah, I would never you, want you it's too, to, it's too, it would be too much
0: you gotta swing your head around you gotta do all that stuff I mean that's nausea inducing I mean yeah I I already know what game I would want to play on that which is Silent Hill oh my god no never Yes. I would die of fright, literally.
1: I am 30, I am thirty-two years old, and I still. And I every once in a while, I'll go back to play Silent Hill too. It's my, it's my number two favorite game of all time, huh. um, wow. which is completely hypocritical of me after asking yeah, that content I question. Thought, I just thought um, of yes. Else. Oh, oh, dude, I have so much hypocrisy. It's not even funny. Pyramid um, so, Head. Pyramid yes, Head. Yes, yes. <laughs> because from a story perspective, <laughs> that that uh yeah that, yeah that, it's it's one of my favorite. Games of all time, and it just it. I I still to this day when I play that game, I have to have lights on. You I must can. I cannot play with the lights off. You must I not just, like the I,
0: PS3 port very much.
1: No, the PS3 port was fine. They patched it. It was the 360 version that Konami said, "Ah, eh, screw you guys. And the fog and all that jazz? Yeah, no, they fixed it. They fixed the PS3 version of it.
0: Oh, thank goodness, thank goodness. Yeah,
1: yeah, the, PS, yeah the PS3 version of the HD collection got patched, and that, it looks beautiful. It looks fine. Yeah, the yeah. 360 version is the one that's gimped.
0: I, I'll appreciate oh. it from afar.
1: Yes. So, <laughs> so, but, but there's a part of me that loves to get scared. I hate it, but there's a part of me that every once in a while... You know when Outlast came out? Did it, have, have any do any, okay? Do we have either of you guys played Outlast either I, on the PC or PS4? I watched other people play it, and I was <clears throat> yeah. Oh my goodness! You know, yeah. After, you know, about halfway through it, once you realize the system never changes, and you know what to expect, it doesn't become scary anymore. But that first, the, the, those, those, it's like Silent Hill: Shattered Memories on the Wii. For the first few hours of gameplay, you're ready to just load your shorts every time you turn around. It's just you, you, you. You're gonna drop something, and I don't mean the controller because it's, <laughs> it's just so, so scary. And god I want to. I want to see something like that done on Oculus or or now, Morpheus.
2: Now, now, now um, check out Markiplier. Yeah, Markiplier. he's done
0: it. It's oh my
2: god. Yeah, yeah, like so. So there are some games where there's one in particular. I remember him. He was by the by the time he was doing this game, he was literally in tears.
0: Yeah, he had the like real.
2: Yeah, he was literally in tears because he's like, "Oh god, oh god, oh god, no, no!" And he's he was he took it off. He's just kind of like, <laughs> "I don't care what you guys think that you're seeing that you think I'm playing it up." I can't handle
0: this. Yeah, he had like I a real fight or flight reaction, like just you know biologically, yeah. like and you can't escape because you've got this th- helmet on, right? You can't look away from the screen. It's there in your face. Right, right. Exactly. It's, like, so, it's so, terror. It's not even being scared. It's like terror. Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm kind of looking at him like you're out
2: of your mind because I would never <laughs> – I, I could never – because knowing what what the Oculus Rift is like, mm-hmm. like like me going through a horror game like that, especially with some of the crazy stuff as you can see with some of this stuff. Yeah, hard attack. Uh, it, <laughs> Yeah, like I'm like I I would never be able to handle it. I would never be able to handle it because I mean they have they have stuff. This some games are really good. Had this this intense atmosphere, and they'll have like these corridors where there's barely any light, and you're just kind of traveling along, and then you see something, and you don't know what it is, and you're kind of like, okay, I don't know what that is, and then begins to chase you, and if I if like that thing was like chasing me. Like chasing me, bro. Like like in my in like in the reality of of the moment. It just be horrible. And and some of those some of too will have like a thing that the monster will jump up on your face, right? So they could be like first person like it would jump on the screen, like face to face. You know? So it's like this thing is clicking to you on on your screen and to do this with the Oculus, I'd be like, no, I shan't. I shall not be moved.
0: I think Silent Hill I think Silent Hill would work cuz Silent Hill really isn't jump scares. It's more like creepy atmosphere.
1: Yeah, it's it's this just absolute sense of isolation and oppression. Yeah. And I love it.
0: See, and that would be okay, but I think jump scares could like, you know, and that sort of thing it would literally be like frightening people to death.
1: Well, it's like it's like Doom 3. You know, you're freaked out for the first few levels, and then you're like, wait a second. You can tell where these guys are going to come at. They telegraph it like crazy.
0: So it's like – jump scare here, jump scare there.
1: Yeah, certain games just – like Dead Space, the first game, when I played it, freaked me out because the the sound design was great. But after a while, after you learn how the game works and you learn the systems and you know uh, there's a vent cover – There's like the 20 gazillion others Guess there's a monster. Oh, look, there's one of the creepy people coming out of it.
0: Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the game fear. That's different. That's that. That tries actively. You mean the cement corridor shooter? (laughs) Well, it actively tries to usurp your expectations. So that one works a lot better. Fear didn't work
1: for me and that's only because of the virtue that I didn't play it until last year. Probably and haven't. and by that point because it was such early it was such an early game in the 360's life cycle that you know by that point game design had moved on so much and I, and I went through it on uh, on easy just so I could blow through the story and I'm like wait a second where's the story? <laughs> I digress. I digress.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what's the final consensus on our
1: I think, well, okay, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as a, as a sellout, or you can look at it as all of a sudden Oculus goes from this niche thing to a potential audience of one billion people. Now, are one billion people going to buy an Oculus Rift? Probably not. No, I don't um, think so. <laughs> but then you have reaction from developers like Notch, who who's, who has announced very strongly and very vocally that his Minecraft project has been canceled. Hmm. Because he's not going – yeah, the, the, like within – because I was right. I was sitting in uh, Panera when working when the story broke, and it's like they, 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 rele- they released the press release at like 5.45 Eastern Standard Time. And then they had the investors' conference call at 6.15 with Zuckerberg, uh, Brendan, the Oculus VR president, CEO, whatever his title was, and some other big week. I can't remember. And before the conference call was over, Notch had tweeted, oh. Okay, well, I just canceled that contract. And then he uh, posted later on his blog saying, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this. Facebook creeps me out because <laughs> I'm not going to do this. So, I mean, you're going you're to see the gambit both ways. I don't think we're going to – I honestly don't think that Facebook is going to change anything with Oculus to start off with. What Zuckerberg, I believe what he's doing is he's betting on a horse five to ten years before the horse even gets to the gate because VR has such hype around it right now. It is the thing but time will tell whether it's going to be like 3D gaming was supposed to be the next big
0: yeah, thing and 3D movies were supposed to be the next big thing yeah,
1: yeah. i got
0: i take? got a three
1: yeah you got the 3DS oh wait now we have a 2DS you have sony's 3D line and every PS3 even the original launch console could do 3D everyone's going to love 3D yeah no it can yeah, yeah
0: I, I i have
1: i have an original launch PS3 hooked up to the TV in front of me and it can do 3D
0: is it good
1: yeah is- yeah I, this, this is not a braggadocious statement. I mean I have two. I have, I have a newer one and I have an original launch one because I do video editing as well with these, so I, I capture footage from them. And I have, I have a 51-inch 3D plasma upstairs that I okay. saved for years for. I'm not independently wealthy. Don't, I don't want to give that idea off. Um, <laughs> not that it would matter either way. Uh, but the thing is, is you know, I hook them, I've hooked them both up there. I can't tell the difference. They, they, I don't know how they did it technically, but yeah, all every single PlayStation Three, as long as it's updated to the latest system software, can do 3D. Huh?
0: Really? I didn't even yeah. know that. Yep. Well, I haven't used it, so obviously. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of games that do good uh,
1: do good implementation of it. The best one I've seen is a game called Puppeteer. Very, very, very oh, good game on the PS3. Okay. We digress, but yeah. So I mean, what does Oculus mean now that it's with Facebook? It's I think it's too early to tell.
0: Yeah. Hard to say. It's 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 really different. It's 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 when I've seen a i have seen I mean, I've
2: seen a movie in three D before, you know, or seen things in three D before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing like that. It's it's no, the it's real deal real, real reality. it's it's the real deal real virtual reality. And I think that it'll be one of the things where it as more practical application is put into the oculus rift that more and more people will buy it so it'll be a it'll be one of those slower slow, slow buys because it'll be like you gotta try this thing it, try it. Like, okay i had to have this like now so you know it's it's one of those type of deals where it's like once you've experienced it it's 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 truly an experience then can, can you
1: give me an example of what it means to, uh, to have a practical application of it? Are you talking like walking through um, through, a, through a virtual uh, grocery store to uh, to go
0: buy your milk and eggs? Yeah, and then have it magically transported to your house by drones.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, this kind of like <laughs> leisure, this kind of leisure things that you know old, old people like to do. Uh, <laughs> virtual name. Hey, I'm on the beach now, or I'm on the this now, or uh, you Possible know, this bridge. You, Somewhere else, so you know a whatever that was bridge, <laughs> the bridge natural, has it, bridge has
0: never it. been the same.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that once this simple, like, kind of leisurely things like that, but um I think the thing that will make itself from young people is definitely going to be like porn. That I do know for a fact that no that's going gosh. to make that thing. How about the sales? It's going to be, it's going to be, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be awful.
0: A can of mm-hmm. worms has just been opened. Yes, it yes. has.
2: <laughs> it will, it will, that, that that thing is going to, you know, that's going to be one of the things that's going to really going to sell it because, like, whenever I hear about Oculus Rift and I scroll down in the comments, everyone starts talking about porn.
0: Like, everyone starts talking about porn. <laughs> like, ten times out of ten is awful. Yeah, well, if you look well, at the history of video formats... Every single one of those wars has been decided by pornography. VHS, Blu-ray, oh yes. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how that applies to Oculus Rift, but um, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Yeah, that could. Yeah, that
1: could take us down a path I don't think we want to go down right now. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Well, we will not go down that path then. <laughs> oh, man.
1: So, so, Zach, why don't you steer us to, towards uh, another topic, or what else do you got for us?
0: All right. We have one more topic that I think we wanted to talk about. Where is it? I have a piece of paper or something. <laughs> See, I have a piece of paper. I'm not I'm not lying.
1: For any podcast producers listening, Zachary Oliver is a great podcast producer. He's got show notes. He's got everything lined up and ready to go. You hear the paperwork. We're good to go.
0: Okay. So, you wrote... <laughs> About how do you actively dis- disciple others in a real world video game community? Okay, yeah. Yeah. And- this is confusing to me because I've been in church communities forever and video games have been the I wouldn't even call black. I don't think I don't think, think they- they've been in a different place, different time frame. <laughs> video games do not exist.
2: What's <laughs> it <laughs> gotta be black for?
1: The, the religious uh, – and I'll try to be brief because I have a, I have a tendency to ramble. The, the most Christianity has always been leery of new technology. When, when radio came out and vaudeville came out in the early 20th century, everyone thought it was going to be the doom of civilization. When radio came out, people were going to rot their brains sitting listening to, uh, listening to The Lone Ranger – and uh, you know the uh, the Amos and Andy show and all this stuff, and then you look, and then when TV came out, everyone thought, "Oh, this is also going to kill society. We're going to become a nation of sluggards," and and they said the same thing about video games, and they still say the same thing about video games. There was a study that came out, um, that came out yesterday about how video games are linked to violent aggression, for the millionth time, huh. and society hasn't. Crumbled because of television. It has not crumbled because of radio. It has not crumbled because of, of books. Even though Plato would have a say that you know books were bad, or was it his teacher? I don't know. But uh, it, was, it was one of those ancient dudes. <laughs> those White ancient people.
0: dudes. Never.
1: Yeah. So so to bring the question around, we can. How does how does a church community who is actively pursuing the gospel? Because the gospel is always alive and active. It is always something moving. How do you take a situation like that? How do you you take a medium like video games and disciple? Because that was the great commission Christ gave us before he left. He said, go forth and make disciples of all nations. How do you do that? Because, I mean, Facebook is a great way to start an engagement. But is it the be-all, end-all? Is is talking with people on a headset over a video game while you're blowing up titans a, a, a good place for discipleship? Or how how do you take that when you have real life friends or people that you interact with locally that you know in real life, but your primary interaction with them is online because it's safe. You don't have to go that deep with them. You don't you don't get to talk about deep dark issues or or deep you know whatever you don't get you don't get very much past the surface when you're doing a multiplayer game. So I guess I was just curious how do people see taking it from the digital space to the physical space to forming a relationship with someone?
0: Huh? Well. I will give you my personal example, first of all.
1: Please I started
0: do. Theology Gaming, like, around two years ago, and I've met a lot of people online, but I've also met them in person. So this has been an interesting experience for me, because I did not use any social media until 2012, mm-hmm. because, you know, I was getting a master's degree and all that, and I right. didn't really want to mess around with it. But once I started using it, I met a lot of people who are Christians and also into video games and didn't really feel comfortable about either one. Right there's a strange tension. I, I think I've already said this, right? Because when I was growing up, I mean, video games were like, do not talk about them, do not play them. You're not even allowed to play Pokemon in your school because you basically addicted everyone with Pokemon. <laughs>
1: there's there's this, there's this great video on YouTube. I'll have to send it to you. Uh, it's uh, that this it, you can tell it's the '90s because the hair and the suits. But this 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 I'm gonna assume he's a Baptist preacher. Not that I'm prejudiced against Baptists. Uh, <laughs> and he's like and. Satan is using these games like Pokemon where you have to use witchcraft and wizardry with familiars and these evil creatures yet. yeah it's 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 pretty popular on YouTube it's 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 good laughing material but at the same time
0: they they don't engage with it
1: and it's and it's looked upon as evil as 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 you just
0: said yeah and but I've met a lot of people who are like feel strangely about it right can I play this can I not play that right And I mean, I'm sure either church or other people have given them this misconception that they can't play video games just solely out of some sort of misguided idea of authority. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I I totally understand that because that's what people I knew and friends and everything are going through. So I've been using theology gaming as this opportunity to talk about video games and say, no, Christians can play video games. They're not bad. It's okay to have fun.
2: (laughs) How dare you say that.
1: Yeah, some people will have, like, uh, you know, one thing we did at my church growing up was, is we would have uh, Halo nights. Is We'd just we just get a bunch of TVs and the original Xbox, and we would just set up a LAN party, and we'd have Halo. And we would make it an open event. We'd make it an open event to the community. And uh, I know one, not where I'm at now, but another church gathering that I used to be part of, they, would, they, would, they actually partnered with a local GameStop. GameStop provided the 360s. Uh, the the church gathering provided the TVs, and they kind of had this sponsorship deal where GameStop would get to you know advertise. They would do all their stuff, but it would be an open community thing where they'd have an open fight night, you know, um, Street Fighter and whatnot. You know, not exactly Mortal Kombat, but they'd have an open game night, sports games, fighting games, whatever. And they did this every week. It's very close to what uh, Mikey Bridges from Game Church does with the Armory. And it's 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 a very similar principle. Make an environment where people can come and play games, but also forge real life relationships.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the way <clears throat> to do it. Is that um, it's kind of like a game of soccer. I I think I think it's weird. It's like gamers have this ownership of a game that no one else has. It's like. It's not a game if it doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Well, actually, I think it's in the game. It's like, wait a minute, games have been around since ancient times. It was
0: called wrestling. You know, what I'm saying it's like it's like games. Have, games have been existing for a very, very long time. Yeah, and and, they cast lots all the time in the Bible, and I wouldn't call that a really good game. But
1: yeah, <laughs> especially if you were Jonah because you got swallowed by a whale when that happened.
0: Yeah, yes, and that was that swag.
2: So, um, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like ga- games can be this neutral thing unless it's just. Trying to be like the antithesis of, you know, some kind of decency or whatever you know. But I'm not going to get in trouble with God if I'm playing foosball with, <laughs> you know, or you know, if we're playing Mario Party. We're playing like a Street Fighter. It's a fighting tournament. You 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 fight on the street, Street Fighter. <laughs> but I no, I understand stuff like moral combat where you know you're participating in interactive like dismemberment and things like that. Yeah, you know what? You may not want to, you know indulge or expose everyone yeah. to that. That's yeah, a little, that's Church a Mortal lot Mortal combat
0: tournament. I don't think that's ever going to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah, I uh, would, I would, because you know some people are going to be because because the Holy Spirit or what they're what they're going to spiritually are going to be more sensitive to that than other people. So that's I can understand that. I just don't like the spiritually hypersensitive grief. Chill out. So anyway, um, <laughs> but um, it, it can be a very neutral thing that is used to open up a dialogue because you automatically have these things in common and you can open up the dialogue to say, you know, um just to to form that relationship. Um and begin to ask those questions of, you know, like how are you really doing, you know? Um or whatever it is that you wanted to ask someone. So it's 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 a it's a cool thing. It's a very nice thing. It's something to where I think all the ideas you guys have already laid out are essentially what you want to do because it is a game you know it's it can be used as a game like mm-hmm. soccer can be used as a game to where y'all get together and do something or football can be used as a game to all to get together and do something or rugby or hacky sack or where the <laughs> flippity floppy flippy you want to say but they're all <laughs> games so chill yeah exactly
1: out. you find people that have like interests you find people that are receptive to to the gospel message within that community like and, – and, and briefly, the thing that we do here in Orlando, um, that the gathering that I'm part of, is, is our whole idea is, is we live as gospel communities on mission. And what that simply means is, is that instead of having the primary thing be Sunday morning or Saturday morning if you're Seventh-day Adventist, uh, is, <laughs> is that you don't limit interaction to just Sunday. Sunday morning is not the be-all and end-all of it. In fact, Sunday morning is probably the least important time when it comes to discipleship. What we do is we have people from our street, both Christians and none, like my neighbors across the street. One is Muslim. The other is atheist. And what we do is we get together every week, one night a week, and we just have dinner together. We share a meal together, and we talk about everything from fitness to sports to computers, to board games. We love playing board games. And we there just do all – yeah. Uh, and we just we, – we don't – g- when they come, I say a, a blessing over the meal and we leave it at that. Now, in that group, there are two or three other guys that we meet with on a regular basis outside of that night. And we, we get into the word. We study. Uh, you know, You can call it small group accountability, whatever the catchphrase of the week is. But you have that group and then you find the people of peace within that group. So you translate that to a video game environment. You have these people that come together that have fight nights, that have halo nights, whatever you want to call them, whatever game you're participating in. And within that you find people, you pray to the Holy Spirit say, "Hey, put people in my path. Let you know, show me the people and show me the guys, show me the girls that are that I that you are putting in front of me that need you, that need to hear this gospel message." And that's that's to me, that's the idea that I have. Uh Agree? Disagree? I'm crazy?
0: No, you're not crazy. I think Joshua Collar does a similar thing. He's actually, he runs the game cell. That's what he calls it anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, Basically, he has people who are, you know, kids. Because he, I think he works at a youth center in addition to his normal job. He volunteers. Right. Yeah. And so, like, Christian and non-Christian kids go over to his house. They play a game. They talk about the Bible. That sort of thing. So it's all kind of interconnected. He picks games that are thematically relevant to the scripture that he's actually going to talk about. Awesome. Yeah, which is really cool. And he's been running that for at least like a year, year and a half, I would say. Yeah. So there's another practical example. There you go. Excellent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, As for me, I've just, I've had church issues for the past half year and haven't had the opportunity to do anything of the sort, but I'm going to get there. (laughs) <laughs> well, and, and not to get well, this is theology,
1: so I I, I feel like I can go down this rabbit hole just a tad bit. I think I think it's important to remember that the church is not the building. Yeah. The church is not the building; it is the people. It is the body of Christ. So the community, the people that are that make up the church, is is the important thing. Not the building. Not where we meet. So even if so, just because people don't always agree with you when you meet together on Sunday mornings, or again Saturday mornings, if you're at Seventh Day Adventist we're We're a very inclusive podcast uh, <laughs> the <clears throat> The idea is is that w- the people you meet with, the people that you have community with, that is the church not not the people that meet together on Sunday mornings while that's a very part of it, that's not the only part of it and It's important to remember that people who meet together all the time, the fellowship never ends when the service ends on Sundays, and we all go to the local place to eat food
0: yeah, and you can For talk me, to those people online too. <laughs> Exactly. You can. You could, you could
1: sit in a desk with the windows open and the fans going and enjoying Florida weather while you do a podcast with people who are freezing their butts off up north.
0: Yeah. No, I have my window open. I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot up here.
1: It's probably that mask you always wear.
0: No.
2: <laughs> That's a giveaway right there, buddy. Dead giveaway. I need a new mask.
1: Well, you you have uh, you, you have Iron Man on one, and then your Facebook one has. I'm assuming that is the Red Power Ranger.
0: Yeah, some Power Ranger of some kind.
2: So what about Tupac? If you had Tupac mask, I would just
0: <laughs> I would just go with you all day. You know, I need something scary. Tupac. That that's pretty terrifying. Like, <laughs> Tupac, Tupac Tupac's back from the dead.
1: You need to get yes. a Nacho Libre mask. <laughs>
0: No, I should
2: make that's that's the game I should make next. I should make Zombie Tupac. Oh my gosh, that would swag! Oh my god, I can make hundreds with that, son. Zombie Tupac hey, if, in if, RPG. If
1: Fifty Cent can make Blood in the Sand, you you can make Tupac zombies.
0: Yeah, you're you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if anyone steals make this idea, that and you're
1: Copyrighted royalties go to Justin. Thank you yeah. very much.
0: If anybody steals this idea, we know where it came from. That's right. The Swagonaut is going to come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a very enlightening podcast. Any final thoughts that you want to jump at me with?
1: Uh, Waffle House, size 10 shoes, bacon and eggs, and mushrooms.
2: Those are my thoughts.
0: Okay. And Justin?
2: Um, I want to say that I am super pretty. Not just regular pretty, um, and what that qualifies that is that I have very large fro right now, and um, and uh, very smooth skin. You, you had to
1: bring up the hair. You had to bring yeah, up the hair.
2: I'm am sorry, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, those I'll, of us I'll, that I'll,
1: are follically challenged.
2: Yeah, but you I'm brought gonna, it. I'm, up. Gonna get to, I'm gonna get you a fro hat.
0: It's not a, a, a fret.
1: Oh gosh! Hey, Zach, is it okay if I do a quick, uh, quick self plug and shamelessly promote myself?
0: Absolutely, this is what we were intending to do anyway.
1: <laughs> All right, excellent. Well, and obviously, it's better I go first because that way Zach can close, and you'll forget me, but you'll remember him. <laughs> uh, if if you if you like my commentary or if or if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Alpha Bovine. That's A L P H A B O V I N E. You
0: are the first of all cows.
1: I I am the first of all cows. Uh, or my hashtag is always ABV News. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, and uh, you can also follow my writing uh, at TheInquisitor.com And just uh, look for in the gaming section. Most everything there is for me. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's how you can get a hold of me.
0: All right, and Justin can be found at com, correct? release.com, uh, Christ-based games for gamers. Yes, and uh, he's um, looking for Ruby Scripter. So if you know exactly what that is and can do it, <laughs> <laughs> then contact Justin. I mean, I'm looking for Ruby Scripter uh, specifically, but
2: a programmer in general would be nice to have simply because I can explore... More content and actually, you know, not have to learn everything from scratch and all that type of stuff, you know. So yeah, and feel um, free to call Justin all the time. You're really trying to learn Ruby. I'm not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I I mean, I I I was thinking about trying a little bit, you know, but I was kind of like, do I really have time for this? I'm like, wait a minute, I have like five hundred illustrations to to color with digitally and. As well as actually program the game itself, you know. So oh, I don't have time to relearn Ruby, bro. Just tell me so. that
0: website again.
2: I'm typing it in. I want to see, the, I want to see this website.
1: Okay. And so should you listen to this podcast. You should yeah. be typing it in, it too. Yes. R-E- I can click that wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a, actually a link right on Theology Gaming on the right sidebar. So if you scroll down, there's a picture and you click on it and it'll take you there. So that helps, too. <laughs>
1: Yes. There it, it is. I, I am there now. I'm looking. Oh, there it is. It's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is not dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, it actually exists. How about that? Okay. Um, so,
0: Justin, we could find you there. All that jazz. You run No Room. All that sort yes. of thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no Room
2: LLC and uh, just trying to um, get this whole uh, Christian development game, the uh, Christian games that don't suck, uh, off and running. So, um, it can be done. It yes, can be done. It can be done. <laughs> yes, it can be done. So, Zach, well, so. what did you think of it? What do you think of it so far? I think it's is pretty it, good. I like it. Okay, from That's what great. I played. I have to put you on the spot here. Like, you're just gonna give me a real answer. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> give a real answer. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. Well, I played the demo, so I would. not. Is it is it an online game? No, it is a, uh, role playing game.
1: Wait, do I have to have a Windows machine to use this, to play this? I don't know. Yeah. You suck. My, <laughs> oh, my, my Mac and I sit and thumb our nose at you.
0: Oh, dual
2: boot. Dual <laughs> boot. <laughs> hey, you know what, man?
1: I do dual boot. I got Windows 7 on here. I'm good. I'll I'll download it and play it there.
0: You'll be fine. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, yeah, right.
2: yeah, okay. Sounds good.
0: All right.
1: So, what about you, Zachary?
0: If we want to follow you, how can we How can we follow your antics? I think everybody kind of knows, but TheologyGaming.com is where I am. If you would like to talk to us, you can go to the Facebook group, Theology Gaming University. We have a class going on about Chrono Trigger, if you'd like to join us and participate in that little shindig. <laughs> and we are doing lots of things. We, Robo, Frog,
1: yeah. Chrono, best lineup, forget about it.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Theology gaming updates daily, so read my articles. Please don't make me sad. <laughs> All well, right,
1: you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear Zachary cry on a podcast. It is a very heart wrenching sound.
0: Hasn't happened yet, but you know what? There's a time for everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, it's-
1: Sounds pretty alien.: sounds Well Zachary, hard. thank you so much for inviting me to be on. I hope I haven't uh, scared you away or, or anyone else, so just if, if you never invite me back again, I just want to say <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor
0: and a privilege. Sir. No problem. We'll never invite you back on again.: Excellent.: <laughs> Excelsior.: I mean I mean, darn it. Oh, hang on, hang on. I have always
1: wanted to know. Where does that Excelsior come from? Every, every, who started that?
0: I have no idea.
2: I want to say it was Stan Lee somehow. I want to say that, because I mean, I saw him on some ridiculous show, and he's, and that's the first time I heard it was Excelsior. But then again, I, I'm sure it has deeper roots than that, unfortunately.
0: It is a Latin adjective meaning higher or loftier, used in English as an interjection with a poetic meaning of ever upward. There are a Nerd. lot of weird Latin words, but what made this one popular? Probably is... the poem Excelsior by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow.
2: Oh.
1: oh, poetry. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think probably nerds would have made it actually, you know, popular now. I mean, good God. Like, who was going to pull that out of their, you know, Mexicana of the nerds? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or academics. You, know, you could always go to theologygaming.com and, and leave a comment.
0: Yes. And let, let let us know exactly where it comes from. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that has um, been the theology gaming podcast. I'm gonna roll this out before we keep rambling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's Good that's idea. Who we have been. <laughs> All right, everybody, you say goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Bye bye.